What is this soundscape? Hello, this is the 3T RPG podcast, a podcast all about tabletop RPGs, and with me is James Clark. Hello. And of course, we've got Slick Man Meat. <laughs> Greetings. And lastly, a guest on the show today, Johnny the Mime. Ah, he's so good. He's good. He's, good. <laughs> he's, he's so he's, good. He's, he's one that. of the best. <laughs> so today we've got loads of segments for you. We've got feedback, we're going to do the news, and then what we've been slaying... Uh, followed by a quick uh, mime corner from Johnny the Mime. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we're going to go into the main subject, the best D&D novel ever written. Then oh. we're going to answer your questions in the Electra letters. Sorry Ooh. to cut you off there with your noises. Ooh. <laughs> ah. I'm going to sip my coffee. So if you'd uh, please segue us into the next segment. Thank you. And uh, next segment, we've got feedback. Brilliant. Um... <laughs> First one comes in from Untermensch. He says, I'm in a game that my friend Ramrod's for, and he's ended up inviting his new girlfriend who has never played before. And while I enjoy the game, having her around is a chore. She obviously doesn't care that much in the same sense of those of us who play frequently, which is understandable. But she also makes no attempt to learn her character sheet, keep her shit straight, or pay attention to what's going on, much less contribute. (laughs) She just kind of hangs around and asks the ramrod how her ship works and what dice to roll, even though she's used it all before. Ryan? <laughs> yeah, we've got a similar player, but he's not even anyone's girlfriend. He's just one of the actual main players. He's yeah. our girlfriend. Yeah, that's right, and that's why I send him dick pics. Yeah, um, <laughs> it likely takes the right people slash relationship to actually make SOs at the table work properly. There's always that Pandora's box type dynamic where it's like once that person is there, you can't get rid of them as long as that relationship lasts, or if they willingly abdicate, whichever happens, which never happens in my experience. Mm-hmm. Yes, obviously we talked about significant others at the table in the last episode when we were solving all the world's RPG problems. And yeah, that's the fucking problem, isn't it? Because you can't... Look, we've had players at the table before that we've had to kick out of the group because <laughs> yeah. they're not good. Yeah, they, yeah we have actually. More they do than, a bad. More than once. But if, say, for example, I bought my wife to the table, she's loving it, yeah. but nobody's liking her. You can't exactly go to me, look, mate, your wife sucks. And I'm like, I wish she did. But it's not my birthday. <laughs> well, that was good. That was Wee, very clever. Joke for very clever. But, um, yeah, you can't. You can't. So yeah. that's why it's got to be a blanket ban. I mean, somebody was saying on the Discord, I think it was Ace, he said that um, he's got a game going where the... Like th- I think it's six players, and it's so it's three couples, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's all right because, because yeah. yeah, because the group started in that match, yeah, yeah. Right? And it, it, I played with somebody before where there was a couple playing, but they were there from the very beginning, so mm. it's kind of different. I mean, you, you, the both people were bought as an in- original thing. It's not like somebody's come in and interloped into the group. Mm. So uh, yeah, sorry about that, mate. But there's no solution for that problem unless. Mm-hmm. You take her out in them to the middle of nowhere and leave her for dead. And just leave yeah. her there, yeah. yeah. Whoops. But otherwise, yeah, you're just going to have to have a very awkward conversation yeah. with somebody. <laughs> I mean, uh, it was just recently, like, with, with our mate's girlfriend when she sort of wanted to join. But we just told him no. And in, and to be fair, I don't think he even likes her, so it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a rare situation. God bless. But yeah, um, Owen the Cuck Magician... <laughs> 
He says, you say you've not been able to find a copy of SLA. So we were talking last week about, uh, last episode, we mentioned for Cyberpunk games, mm-hmm. the the guy, he was fed up with Shadowrun, fed up with Cyberpunk. That's it. And Give me we something. mentioned SLA Industries. Yes. And Owen says, yeah, he says, he, I've not been able to find a copy. And he says, I literally bought you one, all caps. Now, I do remember this. Wow. Now that he's mentioned it. But he bought me a PDF. And as you guys know, I don't, really <laughs> I mean no I'm, good on not, the I don't want to sound ungrateful it's the eyes so yeah blame the eyes below the eyes but below the eyes below blame, the eyes <laughs> blame the eyes well I tend to yeah because I tend to lick my books um, to <laughs> but um, yeah thanks for that and to be perfectly honest if we do end up playing it at the table I will put the PDF onto my iPad there we go so there is that but I'm sorry I forgot don't Nick shaking his he head he literally me. bought you one I'm sorry <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Last bit of feedback comes in from Ace. He says, there's a line from Dirt Boy Blues that lives in my head rent-free. Occasionally I just remember it and it makes me chuckle. And the quote is, the Satanists could be skeletons now. No, wait, it's only been a day. And he says, I don't know why that line just fucking stuck in my brain. <laughs> oh, God, well, I, I get this as well, like, quite a lot. There's there's certain little things that, that, that stick in my head and I just think of them somewhat constantly yeah yeah and it's oh like, yeah one of the main the main ones is alan partridge it's got like a lot of lot of earworms in there <laughs> yeah it's, yeah like um my my wife is a huge fan of the carpenters so every time she puts that on i think of the old uh in, in alan partridge it's a point where he's he's trying to sing a song but the but the band starts at too high a key and he's singing why do birds <laughs> birds birds too high you get the point <laughs> and I just think about that all the time but yeah there's uh, I'm, I'm glad we're an earworm we've earworm <laughs> yes <laughs> it's good. we're going to feed some more in we're now inside. thanks for the tip come up with another funny line right now that can just live in his head to rent free Liblim, but a pam. No. Okay, right, let's Frimbles. move on. I barely knew the guy. <laughs> yes, Nick. There you go. There we go. There we go. Suck on that, Hayes. <laughs> that is it for feedback uh, this time. I think we've learned never invite significant others and always check your drive-thru RPG. <laughs> yes. <laughs> always check your drive-thru. News. Oh. D&D bringing back two classic settings. Mm. So recently, Hasbro's Wizards of the Coast slash Time Warner's Wizards of the Coast did a 2022 product announcement event of some kind whose details I can't be bothered to care about. But the big news <laughs> is that they're bringing back some of the long-neglected settings for D&D. Now, I know what all the Highlander 4 e fans are thinking. Finally, a new edition of, edition of Nentir Vale. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> but sadly, you're going to have to wait. Uh, Why? Because uh, wizards are <laughs> bringing back instead Al-Kadim and Council of Worms, which is also <laughs> another joke. I was looking up the most obscure official d and settings. <laughs> Council Wait, that of Worms. Wicked, though. Yeah, yeah, right, so that. Council of Worms, Al-Kadim and uh, Nentir Vale are all ones that I don't think anyone cares about. But okay. It's Dragonlance and Spelljammer. <laughs> um, and Spelljammer is not about rapping wizards, uh, but it's in, about sailing ships in space to different world spheres meaning that basically all settings contained within D&D can be used concurrently mm-hmm. so you can be in Run one day next you're sailing through space on a Viking longboat with its own breathable atmosphere towards the Mushroom Kingdom to kick Bowser's ass. yes nice so that's what I'm talking about the, uh, Spelljammer is fucking awesome and um, it's going to come in a three book box set with a GM screen Ooh. and from the looks of it it's reigniting a lot of people's interest in D&D which is always nice but then there's Dragonlance, and uh, Dragonlance is basically senseless nonsense. Now, hear me out here, because it's like one of the most popular settings ever with the most popular book. But mm-hmm. 
Now, this is really boring, but the setting of Dragonlance gets its name from magic lances, which are the only way to kill a dragon. Unless <laughs> and, unless you can use magic, which loads of people can. Right. So, you know, it's kind of dumb in that regard. But And then there was a big war with some dragons, because, you know, they don't like being killed. Um, surprise, surprise. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Now, other than that, it's just like any other fantasy setting with the author's unique twist. <laughs> and, uh, and it's about as generic as they come. Mm. Now, I read... I think the first two books as a teenager and I recall enjoying them somewhat but I have a really terrible memory but here's the thing um, ages ago I was watching a video that Spoonie had made where mm. I was like I was thinking oh I'll go back and read those Dragonlance books I liked them when I was a teenager mm. right and uh, I see this video by Spoonie where he points out some critical flaw that makes the entire setting completely rubbish and it's oh, like nice. <laughs> so essentially there's chaos is threatening the world and it's called uh, what the fuck is it called Kryn that's what mm -hmm. it is and um, and so there's a there's three different orders of wizards. There's one uh, part of a group called uh, whose god is called Paladine, mm -hmm. which you know they're the good ones. How oh, well, now they came out with that <laughs> Paladine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then there's there's the neutral one who I forget. But then the evil one is called Takesis, right? People worship him. To become a wizard in that setting, what you need to do is go through this big trial, and then at the end you get rewarded with a robe that you wear. Nice. Now, to think about it, right? So, if you're an evil wizard, first of all, the idea that people are just going around going, haha, I'm evil, is really stupid in the first place. Because nobody, nobody worships evil. They Even people like white supremacists think they're doing the right thing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, let's just say, even if... In this setting, you could you you just walk around and you're knowingly. <laughs> Would you wear the robe? No. And the answer is no. Of, of course, course you not. fucking. Don't draw attention to yourself. <laughs> exactly. You put on a white one. I'm there a thief. Ha ha! You just go into each village. I am evil. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my cloak. And then you go you go into the pub and it's like and it's like I hope somebody doesn't shit in my hunter's <laughs> stew. <laughs> Get out. Yeah, Get that, out. that's really evil of you. My dad's what I do. That's what I do, man. I come mean, on, come man. on, come on, man. So yeah, basically the setting is is really really stupid, and that fatal flaw is enough to make it basically too stupid to be played. Unless okay. you went proper Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> with it, where it's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so for fans of rubbish, Dragonlance is also getting the same treatment as Spelljammer with a new box set. Mm. And that is it for news this mm -hmm. time. I spell jammer all the way, to be honest. Well, and also, I'm a, a little recommendation I want to make is uh, the DCC version, which is sort of an unofficial one, but it's called Crawl Jammer. And it Crawl looks fucking awesome. Jammer. Oh, sweet. But yeah, it's a good setting, a really great setting, and it's good that it's getting, it's getting an updo. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it for news. Thank you. That's all right. <laughs> Sorry, I was just letting Johnny DeMime have a little chat there. Uh, well, T TSR Riz Nick's just handed me his phone breaking news TSR in their response to Wizards of the Coast lawsuit claim they aren't aware that Wizards of the Coast sells D&D &D products <laughs> so for those that don't know um, <laughs> Gary Gygax's son has tried to start a new TSR and, uh, and it looks like Wizards of the Coast are trying to sue them <laughs> Now, the defendants, TSR, is what it says. The counterclaim defendants do not have sufficient information by which to admit or deny Wizards' allegations that it has produced, advertised, and sold Dungeons & Dragons products continually, continuously since acquiring TSR. To the extent a response is required, the counterclaim defendants deny this allegation. <laughs> what the hell? What? That is so stupid. <laughs> we'll look into that. So Wizards, uh, so, so they're uh, fucking only Gygax. He's saying, look, they don't... They, uh, to my knowledge, they've never sold D&D. &D. Yeah, 
are they? And, and wizards are like, uh, we deny this. <laughs> take a look at this. Take a look at this website over here. I've, I've never seen that probably, is, is he? Is he a crack addict or something? Is he smoking crack? <laughs> I think he is. I feel like, I like he, you're done with the Ukraine should be. No, those are not Ukraine flags. Oh, okay. Thank you, Nick, for that interruption there. <laughs> Nick's pointing at something in the physical world here. Because my something in my, my room the crystal here. is making prisms on the wall. And he's like, look at the Ukraine flag. <laughs> yeah, Nick, why don't you point out more visual references okay. throughout this? Uh, no, don't actually. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> oh, oh, ever the professional. I know. We, you know, we run a tight ship here, Nick. I know. I right. know. Okay. I'm sorry. No, you will be. Johnny the Mime's going to have his way. Yeah, he's looking at me funny. Yeah. All right, let's get on to what we've been playing. Yes. So we, we've been playing uh, some Deadlands. Now, we the where we left off, the whole, whole thing of the campaign is that they're trying to save certain territories in America before the four horsemen of the apocalypse can destroy them, merging them with the hell realm. Yes. And, um... Yeah, they've been in San Antonio, Texas, where they're investigating a recent plague that's broken out um, and traced it essentially back to the fact that there's a drought and the water supply has been dredged up from a local mine where there's ghost rock and everyone's been getting ghost rock fever, which is basically a terminal illness. Um, Anyway, so they go to the mine to try and investigate it and uh, two of the characters, uh, O'Shea, the priest, and Mm -hmm. James's character, Red, Jump onto a old because the mine hasn't been used for years. Yeah, and they it's jump like ten onto years or so. An old lift, and it starts going down. Yep. So it's just plummeting. Um, yeah. It was it was my fault. Two players <laughs> die immediately. <laughs> well, what happens is James James's character Red, you're standing on it, and he's seeing the chain going past. It's like yeah, and he's like, right, I want to jam my hand in it. I'm like, do you really want to do that? And he's like, no. And anyway, so Sean's character, the priest, he's at the top. He swings a rope around it and tries to stop it. Gets a crit fail, gets dragged down with it, goes down. These Jesus. guys fall 200 feet, dying. Yeah, we're just a pap, mate. Wow. The, the sound of squelch. It was at that point we've ended a game the earliest we've ever ended it because we only had one other player there that night. No way. So yeah. we had to end at nine and we just played wind jammers on the Switch. For oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it was really nice because well, it was like yeah it was fun yeah it was like well now we've only got two we've only got one guy playing right we're gonna, do, we're gonna watch him, him. <laughs> no pressure yeah it would have been like okay write up characters or make a plan yeah yeah like, makes uh, sense we could have done it but it was just a bit too much bloody admin so you've got, yeah. you got your new characters now uh, well well wow. <laughs> we'll get into this so okay. um the whole thing was is that the the uh, there's a resistance in San Antonio that believe that there was this priest that was the one that had caused the problems because they drank some of his holy water and then got ghost rock fever. Yeah, they think that they're purposely turning people into these zombie type people. Yeah, okay. so essentially they they said right this this priest needs to face justice or we're gonna blow up the town at midnight. Yeah, so they've laid loads and loads of dynamite around the town. Nice. So they can trigger at a particular point if the priest uh, if the priest isn't given to them. So, so we can just fuck the town. Right. Ultimately, what we did then was that we had the two living characters, and I made some cards with uh, with um, some extras on it. So extras yep. are like not main characters; they die after one wound. Mm-hmm. And I just handed those out to the other guys and said, "Right, you've recruited these people to help you with this mission for now." Right. So we had a prostitute, we had an entertainer, and a member of the resistance, and they came along. Uh, but basically they just ended up just getting the dynamite blowing the mine to fucking smithereens and then um, went on a rescue mission yeah. so they had to they were essentially going into one of the dead lands which is like which is basically hell right? Yeah. so yeah. they had to go to hell and retrieve their old characters and uh, 
I've got to be honest, it was it was pretty fucking cool because we, essentially what they had to do is they they get out of the mine and they see this this black blind guitarist sitting mm-hmm. on a rock and he's like, "Hold oh, your lust, friends." He's like, "There, it's really coincidental." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guy's there. And he's saying that he can basically get us to where we need to be. He knows an awful lot about who we are. Uh, and mm. what we need to do knows their names like yeah. knows what they need to do right. we're just like yeah cool okay and you just, seem helpful yeah he's like um, listen I can get you a portal to hell and I, 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 and I need some ingredients but you got to promise me that when you're there I just needed to do one thing he gives him a, a sort of bottle of sliz and he's like just <laughs> yeah. chuck this on uh, Six who is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse right, so yep. she's war mm-hmm and he's like, when you see her, just chuck this on her. That's all I ask. Yeah, no so question. at the time, we didn't know that that yeah. was who. Easy. That Easy. Like, ask, ask me no questions, I'll tell you no lies. It's Matthew McConaughey. So they had to go and get uh, three ingredients. First of all was the excretion that comes out of a weird monster in the swamp yeah. called the Swamp, swamp Donkey. donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, they needed a bucket, bucket of, of, nails. of fingernails. Right, yeah. lovely. And thirdly... Um, a living sacrifice that doesn't have the plague okay yeah. so they got this guy oh my baby is crying but James, really? carry on. yeah so we ended up uh you know trying to source all of this stuff and the first yep. thing that we obviously concentrated on was uh getting the nails and it was quite funny because was, we were at the bar yeah. and then the uh, npc character that i was playing was like a little child mm. <laughs> and then the one that sean was playing was um the whore yeah and then the, so i was there going oh hello would you uh, like to um you know, like your nails clips are and then everyone was like being dickish and stuff but as eventually we managed to fill up mm-hmm. a bucket um of nails from everyone and um after we after we managed to do that, we needed to um, obviously get this this swamp donkey. And, <laughs> that and it was um, where was it that we actually travelled to? It was a swamp. Uh, it was a swamp north. Yeah. So <laughs> as it sorry, we travelled north, and um, we managed to find this like pretty nasty swamp mm-hmm. and this and this like weird looking creature, which we realised was the swamp donkey popped up. Um, and then we were just like, okay, so we we understand that that's the creature that we need to get this this um, this goo out of. Yeah. And this thing's like really powerful. There was yeah. no, there was absolutely no question about them killing it. They yeah. just had to get. It was like this big writhing mass of like pustules. Yeah. And things. Yeah. So, so it, was, it was it was really funny. We ran up to it. Well, we knew it was just basically grab and go. Mm. And I went up to it and stabbed it. Crit failed on to catch the fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. So then he he gets it right in the mouth. Yeah. And James's Swallowed plan was really Ugh. fucking good for this. Yeah. It's like well, he needed to collect some. So what did you do? Well, Ryan suggested it actually, mm-hmm. and then um, it just I just chundered into the bucket. Oh. So he was sicking up pus, right? And I I, I described yeah. it as coming out of when he popped the little thing. It came out like toothpaste. Like uh. Oh <laughs> no! Then, so they've got. A bucket of fingernails and pus. Lovely. And they, mm-hmm. they, they recruited this guy from the resistance who they caught cheating at cards and right. said, look, you're going to help us out. He didn't tell him he was going to be a sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. They even recruited one of the resistance that was disappointed that he'd stolen money from them as mm-hmm. well yeah. to kill him. And uh, what was funny was, is just before they did the ritual, I said, all right, you guys want to go to a bathhouse and heal up and all of this stuff. And then they went out to do the ritual. But Ryan's character, Colton, he was... Um, he was fine he wasn't injured so he said right I'm going to go and recruit some guys to help mm. us when we get to hell mm-hmm. so there's a cunt driving around I on his personality there to hell <laughs> <laughs> but um, he, he um, 
Yeah, so he goes into town, tries to recruit some guys, find these English guys that have come over to help in, in the war on the north side. And he just he's like, right, I'm here to kill some bloody racists. Let's go, pal. And then he's like, uh, yeah, 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 we're going to kill some racists. And then they, they go up the hill, right, and they start the ritual. A big circle of fire happens. They're pouring fingernails and pass into the middle of this thing. They start killing the, mm. the resistance leader and sacrificing him, like jumping on him, knifing him in the face. The English guy just looks over at um, Ryan's character and just goes, What's going on, old boy? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, he had no idea any of this was going to happen. This old boy. And the, the funny thing was, is that Ryan realised at that point, like at the time, yeah. that he hadn't explained anything. He started laughing like in character, but yeah. then, and then as Ryan, and he was just like laughing into Harrison's face because it was so funny <laughs> and um, yeah, anyway they right. rolled a fear check and immediately legged it because it was Bye. like well, imagine <laughs> seeing that like, yeah. it, it was uh, insane what's going on there boy <laughs> goodbye that's a good question um, with lots of answers to it so they uh, yeah they portal to hell and mm-hmm. they we were now cutting back between these characters and the dead characters so yep. O'Shea and Red the two people that died yep. in the mine they've been they're in some old fort like a confederate fort and they're tied to crosses and they they're being looked after by some guy called revolver ocelot that's right yes from Metal Gear solid and then he, he's just going you're gonna make a good present for the boss and torturing them and all of this stuff yeah and uh, they're trying to escape so the rest of the guys come in and they have to fight their way through this sort of um constant battlefield oh it's yeah. brilliant because so we did a mass battle for them to try to and it was a three-sided mass Ooh, battle between nice. the players yeah. uh, like undead skeleton yep. confederates and and yankees and then it was like they uh, fought their way through mm-hmm. get to the fucking place and they they try to mount a rescue right they see their two old comrades they've got like a bunch of new characters like the, the you know with them and stuff as yep. well it was fucking amazing and then what happens is james's character first fucking round she uh, does a multi action right mm-hmm. so for in savage worlds if you do a multi action you get successive minus 2 to each action yep and what he's doing is he wants to break out of the cross jump yep. down and then fan the hammer so it's like we're yeah, spending six all shots. six shots nice now with that you're already at a minus four but luckily you pulled a joker for your initiative yeah. oh, so he so, he, was, so he yeah. had six shots yeah. at minus four which no. was okay that's not bad and it was a really good moment as well because I um, pulling the joker I decided not to go first so I could interrupt the turn mm-hmm. and then all this shit was going on we realised that um, this person called Six was uh, third member yeah so of the, one of the four yeah. horsemen of the apocalypse has turned up to collect the uh, to, yeah. to collect these two characters and, and really give them a hard time because yeah. they've been trying to thwart her plans yeah. and then yeah she was about to basically mercilessly kill all of us um, and then take uh, me and O'Shea but yeah so I managed to break out of the cross um, with a straight roll without spending any mm-hmm. bennies mm-hmm. and then when I did the fan the hammer um, I got so many explosions that <laughs> my damage was really high I spent yeah. a, a few bennies to enable myself to uh, to roll some more and yeah. I, I absolutely decimated for those who know yeah. like, like fucking fan the hammer is a great edge yeah. but usually it's like you're rolling so many minus fours that one of them's going to hit yeah. right it's like and but James he gets fucking four hits with raises <sighs> one without was, yeah three, three raises and one without incredible yeah, so four of the six bullets hit and yeah. for amazing amounts of damage wow. like the dice he keeps getting the max result re-rolling and then he just he takes he takes out the second hardest of the four horsemen of the apocalypse in in the first fucking turn. And we knew that the basically the round at the very end of it 
we were fucked because we mm-hmm. had one round to resolve it. Wow. So what happened was is that, that she started to, they started awesome. doing a ritual basically where they were going to teleport the two characters yeah. away. And I said, you have this many rounds before they go. They, they go. Yeah, I rolled yeah. a d4, one comes up. So he had to do it on that turn and he fucking smashed Mate, it. Slayed it. So satisfying. Well done. I bet the... The screams around the table were it was incredible. insane. Yeah, it was yeah. insane. We, we started slapping each other's hands. Yeah, but there was um, yeah, it was funny because like then they all brought back to to the real world. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, in fact, I'm missing a detail Wait. here because what happened was just you you remember I talked about a sliz. Yeah, 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 guy, yeah, yeah. He said he's the black guitarist. Throw it he on. Said, yep. I'll only give you a portal back mm-hmm. if you do that. Yeah. So they chucked it, and it turns out it was a merchant from like I don't know like two weeks ago yeah. um, who was in the last place that they they tried to save which was Mexico where there was also disease happening yep. so putting two and two together they he throws the thing then it, it manifests a big smoke column and it's the merchant that they saw yep. he was disguising himself as a guitarist and there's interpersonal like politics going on within the four horsemen and he wanted to bump her off so he could bump up closer to being right you know the, the devil one. himself yeah 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 yeah. so um, yeah and he's just like oh stranger you've really done me a favour here Shit. and um, yeah they it was just it was crazy because he's now he's now done it he's bumped her off yeah yeah yeah, yeah these guys have unwittingly done the plans of Pestilence yeah. which is uh, the yeah one of the four horsemen mm-hmm. and now he's higher up the food chain so now it's going to be a lot of disease based stuff right, right. Um, so yeah he because uh, he's got more power yeah, yeah, and that was the big twist, and then they kind wow. of get back to their own realm, and they have this sort of tearful hello and, and like welcome back and stuff like this that they finally found their old, um, you know, sibling. Mm-hmm. And then there's one, the only extra that's still alive amongst all of this is <laughs> yeah. one of the resistance leaders, and he's just like, "Okay, well, uh, see you later." And then, <laughs> and then like, no, no, wait, wait, come on, man, you're coming you with us now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've uh, we've we decided that Sean one of the characters he was playing one of the extras we liked him so much so he's staying on Rick is. and then they've got this little kid called Puppy yeah, Puppy yeah on. I see the picture yeah nice yeah so so now we've got a team of six people on the post amazing players. yeah man it's wicked yeah amazing so but next up uh, so one of the fucking guys got infected with ghost rock fever so the next time they're going to try and uh, try and heal it part of the bargain they made with Pestilence was that they said um, you're going to tell me how to cure this. Yeah. And he just says, he, he's like, listen, you did me a favour today, so I'm not going to kill you right now, mm-hmm. but I'll see you again. And he portals away, but before he does, he tells them that they need to go up to the Sioux Nations, which is like uh, the Indian Territory. Yep. So they're yeah. going to go up there and try and find a cure Ooh. next session. But he's got these six days until he dies, and these guys don't know what they're oh, up. So. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Mate, that's awesome. Yeah, but let's, I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not high. It's not high. It's quite obviously not high. Yeah, Yeah. but yeah, it's been it's been a hell of a lot of fun, and that was a particularly good session because we had you know dramatic tasks, we had like a side quest, mass battle, yeah, Yeah. mass battle, yeah, Yeah. and then a huge fight, wading through hell, yeah, yeah, we use really uncommon um, rules of of swade. Oh, we had a social encounter as well. Oh, okay, yeah, when you have to get people on sides, yeah, trying to convince the resistance to give. Dynamite over today. So right. it was, it was yep. wicked. We literally used like almost every single. The only thing we didn't use was chase. And that's it. Nice, nice. We got um, Sean. <laughs> Sean was playing an entertainer at the time. One of the uh, one of the extras, right? And um, when they save the city, one of the things you have to do in Deadlands is tell the story so mm. that it disseminates this rumor. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And uh, 
fucking Sean uh, as the entertainer jumps up onto a rock all the townspeople are cheering and clapping and he starts singing uh, James I don't know if you can get the clip quick enough but it was pretty funny I found a little country backing track I'll save the town. I'll save the town. That's so good. It, 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 was, it came dangerously close to being good, but it was very much not. knocking on the door. It was yeah. funny. It was I funny. didn't record it from the beginning, unfortunately, because oh. I put it to video mode. And I was like, "Yeah, that's good enough." And it was like halfway through, I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Everybody, gather around. I'll save yeah, the town. town. I'll save the town. The keen-eared listeners will notice that the first line was "kicked a prostitute down a well, <laughs> down a well." Because well, he basically was... explained exactly what we did to save the town. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so so when they went to blow up the mine much much earlier, uh, the prostitute they decided she would be the sacrifice because if it didn't go well, mm-hmm. the person yeah, that she was, was trying to chuck yeah. it down the mine would blow up. Right, and um, he he rolls athletics to run as they've lit it, and he's he, you know this prostitute's legging it, and he fails. So yeah. then uh, one of the main characters just punted her in the back, kicked her down, <laughs> down, the down the well, and just to uh, just to point out the reason that we were blowing up the mine was to get rid of the ghost rock. Yeah, because that's where they were dredging from. Yeah yeah, 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 which has poisoned everything. And yeah, that's yeah. how we that is how we save the town. Save yeah. the town. Save the town. Save the town. Save the town. <laughs> so good. But that is it for Deadlands. Um, that's what we've been. Uh, that's what we've been playing mainly. I mean, it's been it's been fucking fun, and we still got so much left right. the thing right. is right. that I every session is just like you know so understandably every if you're keen eared listeners mm-hmm. you know that basically we need to go to every state and save it right it's that simple so it sounds like rinse and repeat are monotonous and boring but fucking hell it's the most nah, different opposite every time. of that how many just, areas have you saved now so it's two for two at the moment uh, okay. yeah. so the uh, Louisiana and Mexico have fallen but mm-hmm. they've saved Nevada and Texas wicked yeah. and so, it's just like the, the miasma of things that so go, going on is yeah. ridiculous awesome well the awesome. deadland that they went to specifically was in Louisiana it was Fort Livingston mm-hmm. um, and Essentially, one of the characters has powers where he's a huckster, so he deals with the devil. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. So, actually, he's doing deals with the enemy constantly to try and make his spells more powerful. Oh. Uh, and um, the last time he was there, he saw war. The lady mm-hmm. that, that James killed in one fucking round. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just like, you live in Louisiana, correct? And he and, and he's just like, well, maybe, maybe not. And then she <laughs> yeah. just sort of points at him and leaves. And then they notice, well, as they've been uh, you know, doing shit in Texas, that yeah. Louisiana has become a dead land oh, so she's, oh. it's kind of like a, the, the campaign in, in a war game style because yeah. they're moving between yeah yeah it's yeah. nice though that's cool think about yeah. It. Yeah. but yeah it's wicked it's good shit I like it um, but that is enough about that oh, shall hey. we get on to the main subject please oh mate I cannot wait yeah. to tingle so D&D novels I've, I've read some of them not many but I've read a couple Dragonlance of mm-hmm. course as I mentioned earlier and I've dipped my toe into the Ravenloft novels whilst writing the adventures for our Ravenloft campaign here on the podcast Ravenlord go oh, yes. listen to it I also read a handful of the Pathfinder ones too but that's not really relevant um, and if you'll allow me to put my wank hat on for a minute here all of these novels are without fail really crap and if you've ever read a tie-in novel for a video game you'll have an idea as to what I'm talking about they're basically young adult books and as such they're written for somebody with a low attention span who um, like 
who likes a novel which is light on details, heavy on angst, most of them in terms of writing quality, reach the dizzying heights of, say, a Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> so I'll give you a little summary of the one of them that I've read, because I think this is relevant mm-hmm. to show how shit D&D novels generally are. Okay. So Christy Golden's Vampire of the Mists is the first Ravenloft novel, and it's about a bloke called Jander Sunstar, who's an elven vampire who's really sad about being a vampire, <laughs> and he tries his best to be good. You see, okay. it's, it's, it's pure ranks. Mm-hmm. He's like, I hate what I've become. What am I? Instead of drinking the blood of animals, though, or criminals, or whatever, for some bizarre reason, he visits the local insane asylum in his hometown of Waterdeep to drink the blood of the mentally ill. Oh, that's so, nice. You know, try, <laughs> it's trying to be good. Like they ain't got enough on their plate. I mean, yeah, they, they've got bloody enough going on without this happening. And the worst thing is, is that then they complain to their superiors. Like, no, it's like, a bit me, and they're like, right, you taking your me at night? Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, old, this again. He's like, no, look, I've got bite on my neck. You did that yourself. <laughs> Back off. Anyway, Jander falls in love with a patient called Anna and does what any reasonable man would do and feeds off her for a hundred (laughs) years. And I know what you're thinking, a hundred years? Isn't this woman an absolute hag? And Well, no, because she uh, doesn't age for some reason. Okay. Anyway, except one day, uh uh-oh, she starts losing her mind and her looks. So Jander vampires the fuck out of her, right? But it doesn't work because she refuses the change and just dies instead. Yeah. In her last moments, Jander asks why um, she started deteriorating and becoming, you know, more haggy. And uh, she simply says, Barovia. So, for those that don't know Barovia, that's where Strive and Zarevich mm. comes from, right? And uh, so Jander, you know, bear in mind, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. So he kills everyone in the hospital out of anger, <laughs> then goes to Ravenloft, becomes mates with Strahd for some reason, only to find out that Strahd was the one who sent his girlfriend round the, bren- round the bend, which was a twist that surprised absolutely nobody. And so Jander tries to kill him, but doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that is the novel. So consider this today, when we talk about today's subject, the bar for D&D novels is really fucking low. They, I mean, they, they suck. They yeah. absolutely suck. Because let's be honest, like, if you're a good writer, mm-hmm. you're not writing tie-in, tie-in novels for D&D games. No, no. You're probably writing your own Thing. novels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've read one yeah, of the Deadlands true. ones, actually, and that was really fucking good. Yeah. Although, I can't remember the name of it. It's the one with the wasp on a cover. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, this is this is where Chuck Tingle comes in, lads. The man. Chuck Tingle. Now, we've done a full episode about the man, Chuck Tingle, but there's a, just a quick recap, right? Tingle is the pseudonym of the world's most prolific and successful erotic writer with hundreds upon hundreds of self-published novels, included, including Pounded in the Butt by My Own Butt, <laughs> I Am Gay for My Billionaire Jet Plane, and Bigfoot Pirates Haunt My Balls. <laughs> Now, very little is actually known about the man, but he claims to be a Taekwondo master from Billings, Arizona, with a PhD in holistic massage. Although the university that he claims to have got this degree from doesn't offer such a degree. And there was once a photo of Chuck Tingle, but it was later traced back to a stock photo. (laughs) For God's sake. The largest data mine for details on Tingle really was the Ask Me Anything his son did on Reddit, where he said his father was an autistic savant, meaning that he has special... He's that, you know, that type of autist where they have superpowers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like Rain Man. Mm-hmm. Um, who could control rain, mm-hmm. if I'm not... I think so. I, I, yeah. I'm a bit hazy on the details of that film. <laughs> he's a weatherman. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. So, and but anyway, he also said uh, that uh, in Tingle's case, uh, that, that uh, his son basically mentioned that in Tingle's case, erotica, taekwondo, and alternative medicine are his, his specialties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. 
son John, Chuck Tingle's son, also said that his father had schizophrenia, but Tingle claimed his son was lying and not to be trusted. So, um, <laughs> it's also theorised that his son doesn't even exist. Yeah. So Chuck is enig- enigmatic, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Now we go a bit more into detail on the Tingleverse episode where we reviewed his RPG, but today we're going to take a look at his latest novel entitled My Dungeon Master is a T-Rex Rules Lawyer, but fortunately I rolled a crit on the pound my butt check. <laughs> well, please. That's right. Hope you guys are ready. Because I can't wait. This is high quality shit. Yeah. Um, you ain't getting better than this. This is gold. You got any tissues? Because I'm like, <laughs> you're going to need them. <laughs> Good to cry. So the book starts out with an as of yet unnamed protagonist on the way to his monthly game. Oh baby. And look, that's not sexy, James. <laughs> monthly. That's my. That's, that's my thing. Going to a game in a car. Anyway, this guy, he has a buzz of excitement in his stomach, as he usually does when driving to the game, but it's tinged with a touch of nerves. Ooh. You see, his usual DM, Kimba, isn't running the game tonight. Now, the, pa- the protagonist goes into a brief description of RPGs and describes how the rules to the devils and dragons have become simpler over time, but as a group of traditionalists, they only play second edition from the late 80s. Um, he mentions that Kimba, his usual dungeon master, is all about keeping the game flowing and never lets the maths get in the way of a good time, and generally sticks to the rule of cool. Anyway, he gets to an office building where the game is taking place, and he has to talk into a little speaker box in front of the security gate. He rolls down his window, and he's greeted by a voice on the other end of the speaker. Hello, and welcome to T-Rex Law. How can I help you? <laughs> and he says he's here to play Devils and Dragons with someone, someone called Brim Toppler, and he's let in. Ooh. Anyway, and bear, bear in mind, we'll get to the sexy parts, right? Yeah. But we need to we need to set the scene here. Yes, okay? please. Anyway, his mate Kimber is in the car park, and the two of them say hello. And it's now that we find out the protagonist has come to the game in a full set of medieval armor. Well, um, don't know why, but it says it, it says in the book, it's like he's, he's like, um, listen, you don't have to do it, but today I've turned up in a full set of chainmail. Why not? Um, anyway, he explains, uh, he ex- exchanges some pleasantries with Kimber, and they head up in a lift to go and play. And I don't know why, but for some reason, the fact that the game is taking place on the 69th floor hey. really took me by surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so they go up to floor 69 and into the conference room where they'll be playing, and the protagonist is pleased to see everyone but let me read a section of the text for you please he says however there's one last figure I can't take my eyes off a handsome dinosaur standing at the end of the table (laughs) (laughs) and smiling warmly as our gazes lock he's a muscular Tyrannosaurus Rex in a sharply cut suit a man I can only assume is our DN for the evening hey I offer strolling over I'm Henry Brim the prehistoric lawyer replies giving me a firm shake (laughs) I suddenly find myself tongue-tied, utterly taken by this handsome dinosaur. His sharp-toothed grin is breathtaking. His confidence is palpable. My son is listening to this. He likes it. But but I'm not going to read any of the really grim parts while he's in the room. Don't worry about it. You like the story? Yeah? Um, Eventually, our, our group takes a seat around the table, excited to find a glorious display of snacks have been laid out before us. I grab an ice cold chocolate milk from the midi cooler within reach, cracking it open and taking a long, satisfying gulp. And uh, if anyone remembers the Tingleverse episode, um, there was no alcohol in his universe, only different varieties of milks. That's right, yep. And milk was the only healing item, chocolate milk in the yep. game. So mm-hmm. that's part of the Tingleverse there. 
Anyway, he says, this beverage is incredible. A high-priced brand where you can actually taste the difference. Whoa, thanks so much for doing all this, I offer as I finish my chug. Your regular gaming group must get really spoiled. Brim shakes his head. Oh, I don't have a regular gaming group, he replies. I narrow my eyes. Wait, really? I stammer. But you're so popular online, I figured people would be falling over themselves to play with you. Now, it's hinted upon that the T-Rex is famous online, but how he's famous is never actually touched upon. So he's gone in, he's seen T-Rex, he's handsome, he's in a suit. Anyway, Henry describes his nervous energy as he converses with his DM for the night, but tries to stay his nerves because he wants to focus on the game and try his best not to die. <laughs> Brim, the T-Rex, talks about how he can never seem to get beyond the first session of his campaigns, which is a red flag right away, uh -oh. that people stop showing up for some reason, and then the game begins. As it literally says in the book, Brim claps his claws together. Oh. Which I can't imagine sounds like a clap. No, because they've got them little chicken, little, like, chicken, little chicken claws, haven't they? So I bet it's like a little. It'd be like. It's like. <laughs> like nails together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. And uh, this is where the problems begin, right? Henry's character, Ringo Broomfoot. <laughs> introduces himself but is cut off by Brim who says uh, I have in mind I have in my notes that you're a halfling rogue uh, yeah is that a problem this game takes place in the Raven's Breath realm all the character races can only speak their own language your group is one halfling one dwarf one elf one human and one fairy so none of you can communicate with each other what? Oh, Brim. <laughs> exactly. Henry asks if Brim wouldn't mind hand-waving that detail for the night, and the T-Rex simply flips through the rulebook, scanning the pages with his finger, and says, Yep, it says it right here. Oh. Sorry, it's in the rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brimmy. He's like, none of you can speak to each other. It's a one-shot, oh. and he's just like... Yeah, yeah. Straight out the gates. Oh, this would be a good laugh. I've looked it? into this. I, like, I can just picture his little hands flicking through the pages yeah, just right. like, <laughs> with a big set of glasses I on. Hope, <laughs> I hope he's got like a travel size. <laughs> because with those tiny arms yeah, yeah and you have true. to have those uh, was it bino dino um, glasses what on earth is a bino dino glasses yeah because well, he's that? a dinosaur they're mm -hmm. dino glasses and they'd have to be long so oh, binoculars so he can oh, see them bino dinos yeah oh yeah of course we all know about that yeah yeah, yeah. have you been reading really Chuck Tingle's books yeah. <laughs> <laughs> damn it I've been had um, yeah and uh, anyway so their mission uh, in, within the game revolves mm. around a town called Fallowdale and the Duke has sent the characters a letter asking them presumably you know in their all their own languages to come by his manor so he can tell them about a shadow looming in the wilderness Henry realising that his character can't communicate with words gestures to the party to go towards the manor then starts walking Brim doesn't like that oh no oh no he, he takes a sharp intake of breath and he says <laughs> Actually, nice. you don't do that. Oh, <laughs> oh, Brimmy boys. What a silly Billy. Second shot. Yep. He points out to, that Henry's character is overburdened with gear and um, can't move. He's using encumbrance. Ten exactly. Fuck. <laughs> How dare he. Tensions start to rise, right? Henry keeps thinking that this is going to turn out to be some joke, but the punchline never comes. Oh. So Henry asks Brim, frustratedly, if they can have a quick private chat. Brim oh. says, right in the middle of a game, to which Henry replies, well, it's not much of a game, is it? Oh! Anyway, they go into the adjacent room and Henry asks Brim to just fucking chill and remember the rule of cool. <laughs> but Brim, he gets like a bit flustered. He's like, but it's not in the rule book. Oh, bless him. Henry tries to encourage him to just wing it a bit, but a dino man gets all sad and tells Henry that he's stressed and uptight and relaxing on the rules is just not part of his nature. <laughs> 
Brim also reveals that all he ever does is make YouTube videos and read the rule books over and over. <laughs> Henry at this point realises the guy's so uptight because he never does anything to relax and that if he did, he'd be a better GM. Right. But you can know where this is heading, hey, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Tension. And a thought enters his mind, which sounds like this. Henry says, there's one particular way most folks like to blow off steam and at the moment this erotic option is all I can think about it's not my fault this T-Rex is so breathtakingly handsome uh. so hmm. they immediately start tearing each other's clothes off a task which I imagine is quite difficult considering that Henry is wearing armour yeah that's a point yep. what about the rest of the table Oh, Wait, they're still waiting, chilling in the waiting. room. Waiting. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But suddenly Brim backs off and steps back saying, Wait, wait, wait. We can't just do this without a roll. And uh, Brim says that <laughs> Brim says that in the Devils and Dragons rule book, there's strict rules for helping the DM relax via a sexual encounter. <laughs> so Brim asks Henry to make a pound my butt check and surprising absolutely no one, Henry Cripps. <laughs> <laughs> what follows is a fairly stock sexual encounter with a dinosaur. Okay. Uh, where Brim's knob is described as a green rocket of flesh. <laughs> green rocket of flesh. But uh, basically they do all manner of things, right? Okay. They bend the knee, they over other things, they mm-hmm. put my this in that, suck my you know what, yep. and uh, so on. And the whole thing ends with Brim shooting dinosaur jism all up Henry and the adjacent wall while yelling, magic missile, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it actually says. Fuck <laughs> off. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. So they all, both of them then relax backwards mm-hmm. and have a good laugh about the magic missile line. Henry says that Brim seems more relaxed. And that's the end. <laughs> What? I know. Look, I've got to be honest. I was a little bit disappointed. What? As well, uh, that's where it ends. What? Now, I bought this on Amazon mm-hmm. for two pounds and thirty pence. <laughs> How many pages? It said forty-four. Right. right? But actually, only fourteen <laughs> of the pages are this story. And you know, I reckon Chuck knows that he was taking people for a ride here, and not mm-hmm. the type you know that a dinosaur would. Would have. yeah yeah. But um, he says, yeah, so basically he's included another bonus story in the back of the book. Now, we won't get into that, but (laughs) it's called Pounded in the Butt by the Sentient Physical Manifestation of My Slippery Slope Argument. (laughs) 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 So... Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, I was worried. I was talking to James in the week. I've had such a busy week. Mm. I was worried I wasn't going to be able to get through this whole book. No problem. First 14 pages. It's 14 pages. <laughs> now, I don't, like, uh, it was entertaining. There's no two ways yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, that's right? funny. But what I wanted to see was what the game was like after. Yeah, he they chilled done. out. Yeah. And then, because, like, maybe a description of, like, oh, he said, when we get back to the table, he's like, oh, don't worry about all this. Betty's for everyone. Yeah, I don't even care. You all understand each other. You're leveled up. <laughs> oh. And, but imagine what it would be like. Like he comes to, he comes back in the room. His clothes are fucking torn to shreds. Yeah. Henry's covered in bloody scratches and dinosaur sperm. Yep. And the rest of the party are like, so, so, so it's been a while, right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about the? Uh, I'd love to be in the room with the rest of the party while they're waiting, though. Well, the funny thing is, is they go to a conf, uh, not a conference room, but like, yeah, I think it's yeah. a conference room, like an adjacent one, to go right. and have this encounter. Now, T Rex isn't known for being quiet. That's right. So I imagine. This, and and chainmail ain't either. The the noise chink, chink, they chink, must have chink. heard, right? <laughs> I mean that is outrageous. It's like a lot of copper coins clanging together. Oh gosh. 
But yeah, so that was... Uh, I can't remember the fucking name of the thing. My dungeon master is a T-Rex rules lawyer, but fortunately I wrote a crit on the panel my butt check. It was quite funny how he opened how a rules lawyer is, because that was quite accurate, isn't it? Well, none of you could talk to each other. <laughs> and, and the encumbrancing. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, he used the encumbrance, cause, cause we, yeah. Remember when we reviewed his RPG, it was like... It, right. was, it was really it was quite right. good. Yeah, right? it was all right. And then yeah. it was like, but it's clear now that I know this guy actually plays because yeah. he even he even brought it back to being like the eighties version of it. Yeah, yeah. where it's like, um, yeah, that's it's more. So I think rules he, and, I think he delivered for his erotic fans. He did exactly. But he what didn't the deliver for said. his RPG fans. That's 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 the one thing. Like I found it entertaining. I enjoyed yeah. reading it. But we right? wanted to see a good game after. Yeah, that's because I think they should have concluded the story. You've got the beginning, you've got mm-hmm. the middle, mm-hmm. but where's the end? Where's the end? That's well, the cool. end was, you know, the happy Them just ending. relaxing. Maybe Not, there was a TPK. Or maybe they go back and he's still uptight. And they got to get that's part two. Yeah, got, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> he's got to go around all the characters. So I think what he's done Players. is he, he's set he's set it up for a sequel. Ah, uh, I see. Hopefully. Yes. Genius. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know about that. Was that <laughs> £2.30 well spent? Let me no. see. I'm just going to... No, not How really much not. money we've given Chuck Tingle over the years? <sighs> Too bloody much money. <laughs> the RPG was worth it. Yeah, it I've was. still got it, but yeah. I put it away in a the cupboard. RPG's I don't really want people good. to know I've got that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's, a, it's a little piece of £2. history. £2.30 divided by 14. Uh, 16p a page. All right. All right. Wow, that's, he's making bucks. He's made bucks there. Well, hopefully. He's hopefully. done all right. I mean... Yeah, I'd yeah, love a to bit of an house. anti-climax, despite the uh, the thing literally ending with a climax. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyway, that's it. Very good. Very good. <laughs> I don't know. There's nothing more to say. Is there really? Good book. Good book. But uh, yeah, at least now you can go and tell your friends. You can pretend you've read it. <laughs> and never, you're really impressed with you. All right, we'll do some electro letters, shall we? Yes. So that was a main subject. Uh, probably the quickest one we've ever done. It's beautiful. Now, it now roll your pounded in the butt check. No. Okay. No, Nick. Do it. Right. It's not appropriate. Do it now. Can we be professional, please? It's in the rule book. He agrees. Ace, he says, if you had to live the life of a character you've played for a year, who would it be? Or, of a character you have played for a year, who would it be and why? So you've got to pick a character, you've got to live their life for a year. <laughs> Oh, what is in like in in universe life? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, that is a tough one. It's pretty. Um, it's pretty difficult. I, 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 my immediate thought was Toad Boy, the orphan that <laughs> yeah, I played in that, Warhammer, but that, that was a grim existence. That was a grim existence. Um, um, my last character in a D and D campaign was a womanizing, drinking bard. Yes, and I think for just for one year, <laughs> one that year, that would be all right. One wicked year, normal life. Have have my fill of the bar wenches. Mm-hmm. I know who mine would be. Uh, mine would be that. Um, oh God, what was his name? Tobias Greenfarm. I'd be him for a year because he could talk to animals. He smoked weed. He grew his own. Potions. And that would be nice to try because obviously you don't. No, exactly. So that would so, be not. Yeah, be interesting. Exactly. Well, you, you never have and never will. No. Scary um, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mine would probably be maybe Belinda Bishop. Hey. I knew you were going to say that. You she was that. a sexy witch based on Bayonetta. Yeah, she's pretty hot. Yeah, and she's my girlfriend. So. 
That's true. So <laughs> not be, mine. Not mine. I'm glad you didn't pick her boyfriend in the campaign. You're like, well, what I want to see that out for a year. Have you seen that Black Mirror episode where they're playing the fighting game and then they start? Yeah, that's what it would be like. But I know it's James, but he does look much sexier than he does in real life. Is it two guys in that or something? Yeah, it's two blokes. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Pounding the butt check. He's laughing. Yeah, we're not doing. We're not doing that. Okay, no sexy stuff. But yeah, Belinda. So you want to be a sexy witch? Yeah. Who's being hunted? Mm. Yeah, but it's because she's like quite powerful, and she um, people listen to her. She didn't take any shit. Well, you say that, but then you didn't roll a successful spell check until the last fight of the game. So <laughs> that's where it counted. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. There's one, but one good one. CJ says, when giving a player a sentient parasite, should I role play the parasite <laughs> as the GM, or have one of the other's players play it? I usually run these things as an NPC, but. I couldn't agree more. I'm right here, man. It's annoying because we're trying to get... We, we are mama and papa, not yeah. daddy and mummy. But you keep saying da 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 um, But yeah, so... Uh, Sentient Parasite. Who d- plays yeah, it? Yeah, he says he feels like he's been missing an opportunity based on our Deadlands story and some other instances I've seen. So that mm. was when I got Millie to guess yep. and she was playing a parasite, but she was also playing somebody that was mind-controlled by the parasite. Being she wicked. was telling another player what to yeah, do. Yeah, that's awesome. Um... I don't know if it will... The thing is, right, when you have player-controlled enemies, at our table, we're lucky because they, you guys would always go full ham and try to kill the other players. Yeah. yeah. But more often than not, I think people are going to try to justify ways not to kill other players. So mm-hmm. be, well, I'm trying to strategically... Uh, I throw <laughs> sand in his eyes instead of shooting him in the head because <laughs> yeah. things like that. So I think it's good, but mm-hmm. I, I think do it for shorter campaigns. Like we had one in DCC where we got a random spell effect where two people uh, lived in... Two players characters lived in the same character oh that was right? fun oh, and that's yeah. cool because we've, it's a four episode thing and like every time they try to do an action in combat they're rolling off against each <laughs> other to see who gets, the, yeah. who gets control of the arms. that's hilarious um, so yeah I, I, I would say definitely utilise players for uh, doing the sentient parasite but maybe do it for somebody whose character's died mm-hmm. and also maybe do it only in shorter games yeah. or yeah. something like that definitely yeah. Yeah. and I'd also recommend as the GM role playing the parasite yeah, 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 which was not very good but we, um, there was a point where I, I had to, I had to speak with plants and I was yep. trying to talk to the moss on a ship that was, <laughs> yeah, that was fun yeah and the, the GM role played it and there's like a complete arsehole so it was like it was really funny like with me, me just going hey man I need uh, I need the skinny on this boat are there any secrets I should know about and he's like fuck your mother <laughs> <laughs> rude moss yeah bad moss um, but yeah, I, I, it depends on the situation. You role play it if it's a campaign, if it's a shorter four session, let them then, have fun. Then let them have fun with it. Because yeah. who cares? Agreed. Um, Lassie, he's a serious question. Best system for boss fights Ooh. and best system for fighting large groups of minions. I find the fantasy flight games Star Wars handles large groups of stormtroopers very well. Um, so I, if I recall correctly, with the fantasy flight games Star Wars thing, mm-hmm. it will be like if there's a big group of enemies you do a shot and you take out loads of them right. or you do one big sweep and loads mm-hmm. of them die mm-hmm. 
Um, I've got a good answer. We'll get get to the boss fights one. Okay. But I've got a good answer for the uh, for the you know large groups of enemies. Yeah, go on. And that is uh, basically any system that has hit points or something like this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because all you do is you put down one enemy, and you you say or, or, or like a mini that's a group. Yep. And you say right, this is a group. Each hit point represents one of them. Yes. Good yeah. idea. Or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. you, I do it with. Zombies. So you treat them as a, as a as a single entity, even though they're a group of people. Yeah. So I mean, which stuff. means they're not going to have a high parry score if we're pl- if we're talking Savage World. Yeah. They're not going to have a high AC because it's easy to hit a group. But mm-hmm. Nonetheless, you're you're that means you're whacking off. Whacking so, it so. off. You're just whacking, whacking it, it off. Tingle. You're Chuck Tingle. He's got in into it. my brain. He's yeah. He's, he's in there. He's a parasite. So if you've got like, let's say it's a group of ten people and they got ten hit points and you do free damage, that's free taken out. Mm-hmm. And that's what um, it's from ICRPG, but you yes. can basically do it in any bloody system. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an easy way to manage it. Even Savage Worlds, like if you have a group of enemies, okay, so extras they die in one wound. Yeah, yep. wild cards die in three. But have a group of enemies, make it a wild card, and say each As wound represents group. two of yep. them or yep. one of them. Perfect or idea. Yeah. Um, so and, yeah, got a few more lives, but that you know that's because it's a large group. But yeah. it's it's easy to do in any game, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Like just to do that. I mean, D and D Fourth Edition did it quite well, where they had some enemies that were called skirmishers, where they all had one hit point, so mm-hmm. they're easy to kill. But then you're still, if you've got twenty of those on a battlefield, that's still twenty fucking attack rolls. Yeah, you don't, wanna, you don't, exactly be, you don't want to be doing that. So that's, I think the the method is is is, is when you like you know incorporate a roll one roll don't be rolling a million times it gets boring but he says best system for boss fights ooh that's a trick one it tricky is a tricky one because you know my uh, uh, th- speaking of Savage Worlds the one yeah. thing everyone complains about hmm. is exactly what happened at the last Deadlands game massive hits because because like, like uh, lucky rolls it's a swingy game and, yeah. and you can you can do incredible damage if you're lucky enough right? which makes it fun yeah. and it happens often and it's good it's fun mm. for players to be able to, to, to do that 38 damage but you know, if one you hit. want big boss encounters that uh, are long and cinematic it's not it's not the one it, because it can happen one roll yeah or it can not but, happen it's a 50-50 that's that, what I love it? about it but like I, it depends on what you're after isn't it well really? I mean for the classic but D&D's very much geared up for that kind of I mean we've had some great like huge battles, things in that like with the frog hemoth yeah example. yeah oh, it's got it's got yeah, like 200 hp thing. so it's a good one for often you want to have a, an encounter where it's a bunch of players fighting one big thing mm-hmm. in savage worlds you can't really do that because you kind of have to have the additional little guys as yeah, well. yeah 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 but indeed, indeed, you can fight a fucking big ass thing mm-hmm. and have a good time with it, um, because you know they've got a lot of HP, loads of different attacks. Yeah, monster write ups are really good. Like, it's a shit answer because it's just like uh, D and D. Must be something else. Let's have a think. Uh, Call of Cthulhu is pretty good. Well, yes, yes. You just see the thing. But they're, ter- they're terrifying battles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. If you want to, you, you don't invoke. You don't win. There's no winners there. Yeah. I suppose it's. Well, I remember one time. Um, what is it? A formless spawn. <laughs> like one of the. I see a player try to fight it with a handgun. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious! I shoot it. Where? <laughs> James. James knew what he was doing because he was just like, I'm running past it because they were trying to save somebody. Mm. So I run past it, takes loads of sanity damage, but. Peter was just shooting it with a handgun and then and then he was like um, I'm like what do you do next round he's down to like two sanity and he's like oh, well I'm going to shoot it but I'm going to aim for like one of the eyes and I'm just like <laughs> okay roll sanity okay you've gone in chain it's alright but um, they're fun yeah they're fun I yeah. mean um, it, it, but yeah I don't know like, like I do think cyberpunk's pretty well geared up for it yeah. as well because if you if you drill down into the, the mechanics and like 
gear them up with really good armor, mm-hmm. fucking mm. amazing uh, cyber limbs and stuff like this. I mean, we've had some really good fights in cyberpunk as a result, like yeah. with mechs, with humans, with whatever. Right? I mean, that's a that's definitely. A what good about one. vampire? Yeah, but it's not really good at fighting. No, I was going to say it's more role play, isn't it? Sorry, That's the trouble. Like the fights are fun, but yeah. they're very quick. Yeah, and you know, um, boss fights don't yeah. really occur. That really happened. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it's going to be Savage Worlds if you want something where the players can, can get miraculous. But it's, yeah. but it's unpredictable. Because yeah. let's be honest, what mm. happened in the Deadlands campaign where you killed one of the hardest bosses in the game in one round? It was really cool. And like it you say, everyone was going mental well. yeah. at the yeah. table. It was the perfect payoff for all yeah. the effort you put in. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. But then remember, the boss can get that. Yeah. Oh, they well. can. That's they the can. Thing, and, so. and like, like, I mean, just put it this way: the, the, the previous game, two player characters died because of a lift. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Deadly lifts. You know. <laughs> um, yeah. So that is the answer, I suppose. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it really depends. Mm-hmm. But if if you want, yeah, if you want pulpy Savage Worlds, if you want classics or long boss fights, go for D and D or one of the variants, like Old School Essentials mm-hmm. or something like that. And, and if, if you, you want, want terrifying, yeah. then go Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. If you just want to kill players, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's your boss. If you really hate the players, <laughs> that's the one. Just be like, are you going to the bathroom? Sorry, there's a yog shot. Do a hack and slash in Call of Cthulhu. Yog sloffaloff. No, what do you? There's um, there's there's a, a really great book um written by Yahtzee Croshaw, which is called Yahtzee. Existentially Challenged. Yeah, and it's all about how Yog Sothoths mm-hmm. invade Earth, but they're given they're trying to be given equal rights by like SJWs, <laughs> so they're existentially challenged. Is is what it is. Brilliant. Brilliant. And, um, that guy's a genius. Oh no, no, it's uh, that that's going to be the sequel. The, this one is called Differently Morphous because they're amorphous blobs. <laughs> so yeah, Love and um, what's what's funny is is that there's like like sort of um, semi-racist slang like the Edward, N-word mm. and all the Yogg-Sothos are like really nice and they, but they call each other like what's up my Yoggers <laughs> Yoggers it's a great book he's man. a genius really really great um, but yeah Lassie has another question boring question mm. what RPG trends do you like slash dislike um, heavy metal RPGs annoys me that's one of the ones I don't like because I think so rarely they actually uh, deliver on it. Mm. Mortboard is amazing. Yes, right? yeah. we know that. However, the uh, the amount of fucking people that are trying to jump on that fucking bandwagon it annoys me. The next big thing is not going to be the same thing again. I keep saying this, but people don't listen. Don't and listen. I see so many people just take that style. I mean, one of the ones that fucked me off was I was on Facebook the other day. <laughs> yeah. I got an advert for something called Pirate Borg. Right? <laughs> misunderstood. <laughs> like the book looks pretty nice, and yeah. they've done it in exactly the same style. But it's not going to be the next big thing, nor is it even going to be really worth getting. Not to mention Pirate Borg. <laughs> Pirate fort? What sense does that make? It should be Mork Pirate or like Mork yeah. Ship, right? Yeah. Fuck me. And I, I said this to him on Facebook. And I was like, sorry you don't like the name. The game will be very good, though. And I was like, okay. I don't give a f- You've lost me already, though, mate. You've lost me already. The name. Like, like, because if I made a game as good as Mork Borg, let's say it didn't come out, yeah. but I called it Happy Sugar Fun Time, <laughs> you know, it's going to put people off. Yeah. Pirate Borg, it's like you haven't done the bare research into what Mork Borg is to even get the title right. So I'm not, I'm not fucking bothered. I'm not beating you halfway on this one. Um, but yeah, that's that's a that's a trend I really really hate. Uh, the trend that I hate is that bloody whatever that girl is on YouTube, where she oh Jenny D when yeah. she's like she like tries to create trends, right. Yeah, I tell I tell you what it is. What it is is that she's trying to make content 
that normal styles of, of TikTokers and YouTubers watch, yeah, but okay. apply that format to D and D. Okay, and I it think just a doesn't lot of it, translate. It, it doesn't. It's it's cringy, and you know if you go onto TikTok, which I've spent very little time doing, but search up RPGs. That's what everyone's trying to do. Yeah, and it's like be me, be the GM, and then it's like him sitting there. And he's like uh, roll the crit and or whatever. <coughs> it's like take a roll and kills my boss in one hit, and then it's just you know zooming in on his face and it's going hello darkness smile. But it's like that type of stuff where they're just taking regular memes applying them to D&D yeah. Yeah. annoys the fact yeah I agree with you James like wholeheartedly and like the uh, YouTube also has a thing where it's sort of like um, one of the trends is like making songs about things right yeah. and fucking there's a guy who I whose personality I quite like called Miracle of Sound right and he does video game songs and on his podcast he was like oh yeah what I always wanted to be when I was young was a rock star and now I am one and I'm like okay how many rock stars started their career singing songs about Minecraft I mean shut the fuck up <laughs> and that's the problem like Ginny D's done that as well so yeah. she makes she's obviously got a very good voice and it's a good singing but at Christmas when she did the um, oh, no. TPK TPK total party kill <laughs> and she does four verses about each one of the people getting fucking killed and it's like mate the YouTube song thing like I get that we've done it right but we've never claimed that our songs are good in no, any way. No, 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 definitely not. Definitely not. So, we've released albums, but Jesus. But they are not worth it. We did call it ear garbage. I mean, so yeah, we know. We know, <laughs> we know they're shite. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think that D&D or RPG YouTubing, and in fact, that's something that pisses me off, is that all RPG channels, to be fucking successful, have to be about D&D as well. Yeah, so nothing like, else. How many fucking yeah. new takes on what a goblin does do we really oh. need? Like, oh. I, I get that you're not going to be successful if you don't talk about D&D, but so why not just do it for the love of it? Yeah, exactly, because you, know? you enjoy it. What, yeah. about, uh, what about putting AP actors, uh, treating them as like minor celebrities? Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely a big one. Um, like people trying to jump on the coattails of Critical Role as yep. well so yep. like you're never going to get that lightning in a bottle that they did or, their, or their budget yeah or their budget <laughs> and you know I say, say what you want about them but it's like it's like that's what's like people saying the fucking Matt Mercer that's another trend is oh, the best GM on the fucking uh, yeah and it's like well, I remember watching this video once like because apparently I hate myself about <laughs> why Matt Mercer is the best uh, GM ever and the guy's like number one he knows the rules like, <laughs> did you see their fucking Deadlands stream because he, he didn't know them no. no and he spends most of his game flipping through his fucking notes well, so, uh, he doesn't know them no, it doesn't know them. It doesn't know he reads does them. He reads them in the middle of a fucking game. Yeah, yeah. While the, while the characters are just talking about their great backstory. I seen an advert for something Critical Role had done the other day. They made like an adventure now, a whole adventure. Yeah, so um, it's the new one. So originally they made a self, a third party published yep. Taldorai, which is yep. Mercer's campaign setting. And now they've done the Wild Beyond the Witchlight or something, yep, yep. Or, or something like that. Something like that. And it's. Um, yeah, I noticed when that came out because there's a big scene in it. I, I I think it might be based on the campaign that I watched because I remember there was a big scene that was a circus at the yep. beginning, right? And I watched it for research, by the way. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> um, Did not enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, and he. Uh, so so I remember seeing that like all the map makers on Patreon uh, on Reddit and that were like, "Here's a good carnival map for your game," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, right." everyone's buying this fucking thing <laughs> and I'm just like my head's going slowly down yeah <laughs> also I hate the fact another trend now this is just me being completely fucking selfish I could rant about this all day no, this, this is a good, good one question. yeah yeah <laughs> another trend I hate is uh, map makers charging for their work oh. which I know they should yeah right? yeah but remember the, the good old days when you could just type in like RPG keyword map. battle map yep 
into Google, you get free. I made maps. this map. Have it, guys, because I love doing the art. No, I'm going to download the low res version. Yeah, and, and I'll cover it in all the links. Trace over the top. So I've subscribed to our battle maps on Reddit for ages, and then it was like. Every time it'd be like, here's a link to, and they'd show the whole image, but a low res version. He'd be like, uh, buy now for two quid on Patreon. I'm like, nah, you're <laughs> not right. fucking happy. Yeah, I got another one. I got another one. It like, like the size of a postage stamp. Yeah, and yeah, just... <laughs> there you go. There's your map. What about uh, what about dice that are uh, ridiculously over detailed and illegible? I don't and expensive. I don't. Re- I don't really get the whole thing around buying loads of dice. And I think what it is is that I think it comes from. People that only play D and D, right? And they've got the player's handbook. They've got uh, Xanathar's guide to everything. All like the, the books you need as yep. a player. Yep. And it's like, so what do you buy then? What else? You well, you and become Ginny D within and you make songs on YouTube because <laughs> yeah. that you only play that one game, and then they buy loads of dice. Yes. Now I've got. I like receiving dice as a gift. Mm-hmm. I've got some that I absolutely love and yep. favour over any else. So. And now I'm like, unless I see one that's really, really nice. Oh, yeah, I've, st- I've stopped buying them. I mean, I've got a box with hundreds in, and it's like, but what am got, I ever going to do with this? You've got a lot of nice sets, though. Yes, I do. But then the ones I do have, I love, yeah. I've got, yeah, my, my main one is a metal set. That they're lovely. With, uh, the plain the one that come in the tin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're really nice. Really Silver nice. with the red writing. They're really nice. I like, um, I do like every now and then just like getting all the dice sets out and putting them into the sets to make sure they're all there but that's more of a mental thing I think then it's, <laughs> quite, it's quite nice though <laughs> it's quite relaxing though isn't it yeah 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 I, um, I like doing that also I, what I, else do we hate well let's what else do we hate what else do we hate this is good um foreigners <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> yeah. oh that's good um but you also said which trends do you like oh okay uh uh, heavy metal RPGs, love them. <laughs> love them. <laughs> love them. Um, I like indie RPGs. Uh, the ones that are made from someone you've never heard of. That, that it's normally got quite a cool, like front cover. Oh yeah, because there's a current quite trend intriguing. where you're where indie RPGs and third party ones are being given treatment beyond that that mass produced ones. Yes, get. and it. that is a really that's a nice one, especially that's the stuff really Modifius like, puts out. Mm-hmm. I quite like the uh, minimalist RPG trend at the minute. Yes, yeah, yeah that's another it good one. Seems like Cole. it's booming at the moment. Uh, uh, maybe in our small circle, but. But hmm. it is, and no, it is. That it, it, makes people focus on the content and to make it good. So it's like gets people absolutely. in as well. Gets yeah. people, it gets in, people in, not, in. Not not overcomplicated. You know, because I think yeah. there's a lot of stigma around this hobby that, that it is overcomplicated. I mean, just look at the book we just went through. <laughs> yeah. You know, what I mean, that's what people think RPG is like. Actually, yeah. you're over encumbered and you yeah, can't yeah. understand. Um, with the sex and stuff. No, well, no, not that. No, no. That's- I mean, normal. I wish. That's Let's be honest. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I agree with you, James. Like the minimalist stuff is good yeah. because I think it also teaches people that sometimes less is more. Mm-hmm. Because you look at some of these overcomplicated RPGs and like take for example Phoenix Command. Yes. It's like you look at that and, and it's still like, from them boys yet, have we? No, they, <laughs> they didn't prove it. Yeah. Nobody's ever unless they're it. putting their PowerPoint presentation together. I don't think they exist. It's going to take months. <laughs> um, but yeah, like 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 those things. If they'd have just played, maybe sat down and just played one session of Lasers and Feelings. Yes, and maybe realise yeah. that yeah. that's good enough. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah that's I mean? it exactly. Or maybe Cyberpunk. But yeah, yeah, I've got, I agree with that. That's a, that's a good trend. That is a good trend. Uh, that's about it, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Wow, we're very negative today. I, I saw this would make you laugh um, so there was a um, not that it's, it's kind of related so there was a sitcom that came on last night on BBC um, and it just started it's got the girl from the It crowd in it right. and and um, anyway so they're um, I fancy that lady quite yeah much. she's quite she's got a funny shout voice anyway the, the, her brother who's meant to be a bit of a nerd um, has got back with his girlfriend and as part of the story he comes in and he's like uh, can I leave my 
Warhammer Dungeons and Dragons figures in here. And I was like, ah! <laughs> who didn't do their research properly? It reminds me of my wife when she's talking about things like this. And I remember the. So one of our mutual friends who was played on the Harry Potter actual play, yep. she has got a big thing for Asians. She very much fancies you, James. That's the fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, she, she had a boyfriend that she met in Korea. Um, and he was round hours mm. once. And he, he plays League of Legends, which, as we all know, is a MOBA and like, really big in yep. Korea. And my wife was like, oh, Harrison plays that too. It's a bit like World of Warcraft, isn't it? And um, he was just like... <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, oh, there was a time, it was my birthday, and we were out in Rygate, and we were with you and your brother James. Yeah. And Laura was apparently saying to my wife, she was, she was just, oh god, it's so fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> about you too. Does she just want to tear a piece off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh god. But she oh, prefers god. you over your brother, so it is that. Yeah, good. Yeah. I am better. Ah. In RPG, general. RPG trains that we like. <laughs> It's so hard. I wish it wasn't so negative. It's proven everything everyone sh- said about me all this time. I like no. I like turtles. The trend. <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> there's, there's actually quite a nice trend that I feel is coming out by okay. uh, some of the big names. Like, for instance, I know Mortal Ball came out of nowhere, but they've immediately already got the free license out. Yeah, and Ooh, that kind yeah, of stuff yeah, where, so, yeah. where so accessibility like, yeah they're just like oh here's a free license you can publish using this uh, generous to those people yeah, yeah yeah so that kind of stuff I do really enjoy that trend because it allows people to put some proper effort and put a tag on it looking well, after I, your fan base I wonder base. how many how many developers are doing that but I think because Mobile is such a big game mm. That hopefully it does become a trend. It becomes normalised. Yeah. Because you look at what fucking Savage Worlds are doing, and they're mm-hmm. like, you can't do it unless you have our express b- b- approval. And I get it. I get it. From a legal standpoint, that's fine. But I'm going to start putting out products with fucking tons of dick in it, and yep. Shane Hensley is going to. He's going to have to read it. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Let's call, it, call, it, call it Savage Worlds. That's a yeah. Savage Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, Metal Masters. But he also t- he also takes a cut. So if it, you don't have to be like a third party guy doing stuff with his company, mm-hmm. but if you want to put out stuff from your publishing company, he takes a cut. He takes your money, and it's like I get that. But if you f- more freely allow people to use your system, you're going to sell more copies of the base yes, game sure. because people are going to want it to use that thing to write their stuff. Yeah. But another one I hate is, uh, and this is probably my last one here because I've I've got like about ten in my head right now, but is um. <laughs> Every single person has a good idea for an RPG product. And mm-hmm. I know I'm going to fall into this bracket here, but you shouldn't put them out, right? I, I'm, going, I'm going to drive for RPG right now and sort by new, Nick. Just, just do that. <laughs> okay. and, let's, okay. and let's see what we got here. Okay. Because, let's see what we're working with here. Because every fucking person and their dog puts out something on drive for RPG, and now all the third-party people that are making good stuff can't make any fucking money from it, unless you're the next big thing. Because it's flooded. Unless you're bloody Kevin Crawford or Greg Gillespie <laughs> charging 50 quid for Baromaze. You're, like, you're fucked. You're fucked, mate. Newest titles. Demon Gate Beyond the Sea of Fallen Skies. 60 Tavern Situations. 60 Tavern Situations. Actually, that sounds like the sort of Hold thing we would put minute. out. <laughs> <laughs> but we well, listen well, as a budget product that if you want to support us that's what they're for the there's spectator. a bunch of decks bunch of battle maps a clearance catalogue of spring 2022 Ooh, we've got motive SRD quick start a beacon of the night the motive SRD quick start I rest my case <laughs> spell cards for 5e cantrips level 0 Raja decks bundle Raja decks <laughs> wow <laughs> 40 by 30 battle map Asian's devil lair Okay, that's not right, is it? 
Jesus. You can't say that. Does say that, right? Forty bars. Asian devils left. What? That's where Laura wants to be. Well, I, I, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, don't forget Faye Courts, Sprites and Pixies. Okay, what? look, we I've proven my point here, right? It's all crap. It's like the fucking... Oh, um, my God. There's O.E. Stockart, all based around KOs. KIs? KOs. Knockout Stockart. What? Okay. You could buy for $5. Right, okay. Foghart, the torso of the giant king. That sounds cool. Not good. the rest of him, just the torso. <laughs> <laughs> if you want the whole giant, you've got, you got to pay That's extra, man. That. That's extra. But listen, I, I rest my case, right? I mean, one of the things I was doing... <laughs> Should I talk about the the, RP, the drive-through RPG glitch? No, I don't want to get no, no, okay, no, right, no. Get it, right, yeah. Moving on. Anyway, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Okay. Next question comes from TV Teeth. He's, yeah, I've got to wait. Is it, what's the statute of limitations? <laughs> Is it fourteen years? <laughs> Just to clarify, um, all of that last paragraph uh, was fictional. Uh, was fictional and made up, and it, uh, it pertains to nothing that ever happened in real life. Fact. Fact. TV Teeth. He says, "Question for the people." How many times have you stepped on a D4 barefoot? Oh, fucking like never. Yeah, no, I've trodden it. I've trodden a D4 before. Well, yeah, and they do hurt, yes. right? But I'm thinking if you should always keep some on you, mm-hmm. ready to scatter in case you're in a chase. That's a great idea. <laughs> because you, 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 you got to be barefoot as well. Well, yeah, yeah. So or I mean, wearing, like, it's very specific. Yeah, if you're yeah, getting yeah. chased by somebody and they don't happen to be wearing shoes, or they're wearing shoes, or it might be in a house. So if you're being chased for a mansion, so in a home alone situation, <laughs> yeah. if Harry and Marv come in through your window, <laughs> throw the D4 go down. to the dice straight away. <laughs> the D20 will make Harry slip down the stairs. Marv steps on the D4, screaming. Next thing you take fucking uh, dark trails when it finally comes out, and drop it on him with its 900 pages. Yeah. Where's Dark Trails, man? Hello. Where the fuck is it? It's been four years. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I can't wait to review that because when it finally comes out, we're going to see if it... Because nothing is worth four years, mate. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> what are they wait, doing? I didn't even wait four years. Are the writers waking up going, say I need to do today, and I can't quite, I can't remember. quite remember. Well, if, if, if the... So Dark Trails is a weird West setting for DCC, if people don't... No, but uh, yeah, if, if the emails are to be believed, uh, I mean, look, we're lucky because the book ain't ready yet, but the T-shirts are printed. He's got stickers that he's sending out. Your priorities, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, uh, hey guys, today we're going to be playing Dark Trials. Um, who, who, we, t- today, uh, so if you've got the rule book. No, 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 we can't create any characters. Character sheet. What we're going to do, uh, no, sorry. Got uh, his badge. Everyone, put a T-shirt, put a t-shirt on. on. Get some stickers and stick them down. Get some stickers, stick them on the table. Everyone's like, well, I'm excited for this game. Well, I'll see you in four years then, you cunt. Yeah, Kickstarters is another one I dislike. But we've moved on from that question. Yeah, anyway, anyway, yes, I have set on a D4 barefoot and God help me, it hurts. Yeah. The Buttman, he has a question left over from the last main subject mm. where we talked about RPG problems. He says, I'm in a group where one player refused to create any sort of pre-game connection to, of his PC to other PCs. The GM allowed it. So far, everything has been okay, but I'm not holding out much hope. What should have been done? Well, they, no, no, you should always you should always get them to talk unless they can, um, unless they feed it into what's happening in the world. Mm. They should always, I think, they they should always get ideas fed from other players. Mm. Well, you don't necessarily have to have a linked backstory, but it is better. And I think, like, like unless they've I, all just met on day one of the first session. Well, that's obviously what this player was thinking. And I suppose we've had some great campaigns where you've met. Day one on the first, yeah, but that yeah. that opening does get tiresome. 
yes. where you're all getting to know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I like it when you have a, a presupposed history. Um, for mm. example, my, my brother came in with a with a new character, Buster Christmas, based on Buster Scruggs, uh, in Deadlands, and he's just like, Hi, Colton, how you been? I ain't seen you in ages. Remember that guy got turned into a toad? That's, that's how <laughs> yeah, he opened that's, it. That's, like, that's something, that's you see? Like, and this guy, like, I get if you don't want to be linked to the other PCs in any way, mm. but maybe you just tell the story of how they met or maybe if you say right I don't know them mm. but maybe you know of him yes that's something like that yeah you yeah rumour I mean? whatever like, yeah. He's, got, he's, he's got a reputation mm-hmm. for turning people into a toad there or whatever go. right um, as to what should have been done I don't see any particular problem with it right now but it yeah. depends on how it fleshes out does the yeah. guy is he going to be one of those pricks yeah. that starts robbing character yeah, players? If they're going to be disruptive, <laughs> yeah. if they're going to be like, well, no, I wasn't part of this party to begin with, so that doesn't apply to me, then it's just like... He's like, those... I've got no loyalties to this group. I slay him where he stands. <laughs> yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah. Then it's just like, all right, you know, Because it grow sounds up. like he's trying to seed that, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yes. like yes. you say, grow up. <laughs> Unless he's playing a gnome, in which case, you, you know, you fucked. haven't got a choice. Yeah, you know, yeah. not happening. <laughs> well, killed that joke, didn't I? <laughs> Go away, notes. <laughs> um, right, well, that's it, really. Thank okay. you very much for your electro letters. Mm-hmm. Some very good ones this time. I always like questions where it gives us carte blanche to rant about something. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, yeah. That, I felt good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So next, que- the next question comes in. Uh, what's the current problem with England? <laughs> well, have you got four uh, four years? Corruption. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's do an outro, shall we? Yes. yes. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can. How? Smoke signals, Morse code. We, we accept any form of <laughs> communication. Smoke signals, Morse code, a telegram. Yeah, that's always nice. Lands, postcard, postcard. Self, self-addressed <laughs> postcard. Postcard. <laughs> Wish you were here. And it's just a picture of... Burning Toilet. building. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, actually, I, I want to talk about. I don't think he'll get this far into the podcast. So I had a bit of an awkward moment in the other game. You know what I'm going to talk about? So, we often have no new ideas for products that we never actually end up making. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, my son was asleep in his room, which still unfortunately houses all my stationery because we don't have anywhere to put it. So, I had to draw a little map of this war zone that they were in on Deadlands, right? And I drew it just, I had an A5 card that was in my wife's desk. Yeah. And I got it out and I drew the map on that. And I I don't don't know where this came from, but one player was just like, oh, oh, oh. That's a bit racist, isn't it? But he was like, he, he was just like, that, that. Right there, that right there, that is amazing. And he's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, oh, thanks, man. Like, like yeah, anyway. Yeah. So you're here, and he's, he's like, no, no, no. Seriously, mate. stop. And he picks it up. He's pointing at it, clapping that, it. That right there, mate. <laughs> that is you. You've got to sell these and do it in that art style. Like that is amazing. And really? Like, oh, oh, I think. <laughs> where is it? I think I've thrown it in the bin. Oh. The the art style was no, not book. not very good. No, I've chucked it since. Oh, it's not very good at all. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Just fill here for a minute. I'm gonna see if it is in my bin. But I reckon I chucked it. It was, I think it was quite nicely done, but he made a proper big summon dance about it. And then um, it's like no, it's, no, it's in the uh, it's in the in the actual main book. Uh, well, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. But anyway, it so was what just was a it? Bit awkward because map, just a, a tiny map. map, just a little map, just a map of a war zone with stuff on it. And it was like 
But then I said, oh, thanks, mate. And he's like, no, 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 seriously, seriously. And I was like, oh, thanks, mate. Oh, yeah, I really appreciate it. I'm glad you like it. And he's like, no, wait, you've got... But no, seriously, Alison, you've got to sell these. You've got to sell these right now. Because right this you minute. Make, and I was just like, why so much enthusiasm for yeah. a hastily drawn map? Like, I'm not, it was really <laughs> weird, man. Like, it was really, really weird. nice, but it was kind of like, you know, when you've been yeah, far too nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, calm okay. down, mate. You're not okay. getting fucking Benny. Shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Stop it, yeah. <laughs> I bought a bag of bullets for Benny's. Oh, you've seen it. A wicked thing. Yeah, so nice. Love it. So nice. I bet they clang around. But yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right, man. That's right. Uh, All right, well, that is a collection of sounds. (laughs) Contact details. Uh, 3DRPGpod at gmail.com. Send your smoke signals to Laughing Buffalo, who's on the mountain uh, nearby. (laughs) Send your carrier pigeons to Eustace (laughs) Ardewo. And, of course, you can contact us on Discord, which Mm -hmm. the link will be in the description of this podcast. So go and join that, because there's a lot of like-minded idiots in there that also (laughs) listen to this. Yeah, petulant child. You (laughs) fucking idiots. Idiots. Well, I don't want to go, Nick. I don't want to go. No? No. Let's stay in this outro for a little longer. How awkward can we make Oh, this? shit, we forgot to do Mime Corner. Oh, he's, he's still waiting he's there. Still do- he's been <laughs> he's doing it the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> and, oh, look, he's doing... Yeah, yeah, he's doing it. He's rolled a crit. He's doing a rolling a crit. Oh, That's good. He's, he's very ready. Ready. Well done. Oh, well done. He's, he's done it. He's oh, good. Rolled a crit and a pound my butt. Oh, he's in, he's in a box now. Okay. Thank you very much. What? Oh. <laughs> Shut up. You're not supposed to talk. Yeah, you mime. Come on, mime is money. <laughs> All right. <sighs> this has been the 3C RPG podcast. And remember, the D20s are cool, but 20Ds. Now that's a good mime. <laughs> mime, mime, mime. <laughs> Fuck.